Well, I'm I'm on on the the waiting side. side. Yes, I'm on on the waiting side. side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Here we are again. It is Thursday, October 7th, and we're thankful to have you with us for our Winning Side broadcast. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, I uh, was out this morning, went over to the school and uh, dropped my girls off. I always try to go by uh, every morning. Of course, I take the girls, but I try to get, get out and chat with some folks, get to say hi. But boy, it felt just perfect this morning. It felt like a fall day, not too hot, not too cold, a little overcast. But uh, I hope you're having a good day, and I hope you've had a good week so far. And uh, we had a great service last night here at Victory Baptist Church. I hope you had a good service at your church. And uh, some of you that listen locally, uh, you have other churches that you attend, and I'm glad for that. I hope you got something from it last night, from uh, the Bible study, from the message. I hope you were encouraged last night uh, getting to be with God's people and getting to uh, fellowship. You know, that was, that's God's plan for His people is the local church. I'm thankful for a radio station, but that wasn't God's plan. God didn't uh, send His Son to die on the cross and pay the price and shed His blood so we could have a radio station But Jesus died so that we could have a church, and he loved the church, the Bible says, and he gave himself for it. So we had a good service last night. I hope you did at your church, and we're already fired up. Looking forward to a great day on Sunday. Um, We're looking forward to a great weekend. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Uh, But uh, let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear from you, and we welcome you on the radio, 95.9 FM. Those of you on Facebook, I think, I don't want to speak too soon, but I think we've got Facebook running okay. We've had a few issues this week. And then, of course, our radio app, our podcast, and YouTube. We welcome all of you listeners there. Uh, Happy birthday today to Jodina King and Michaela Tuck. I hope you have a great day. And then a happy anniversary to Mark and Beth Harrison. Happy uh, anniversary today to you. Uh, We have scheduled. Now, this is subject to change. I think we're going to make the decision tomorrow. But we have scheduled our harvest party for this Saturday. They're calling for, I think, 70 or 80% chance of rain. And if that's the case, we're going to reschedule it for a week from Saturday. Uh, But uh, the schedule will be 5 o'clock. We're going to have the food here at the church in the Evans building. And then we're going to go to the school property, and we'll have wagon rides, uh, bonfire. We'll have inflatables for the kids. And so that's the plan. We'll keep you posted on that. But uh, we're looking forward to that with our church family. And then Sunday morning, regular uh, services. And then Sunday night, we're uh, having the Lord's Supper. And that's one of the ordinances of the local church. The first is baptism. And the second is the Lord's Supper. And I hope uh, that you are planning to attend and be here. You don't want to miss it. Jesus gave the command and he said, this do, uh, as he gave out the bread and gave out the juice to his disciples, he said, this do in remembrance of me. And then that was instituted there. Uh, Paul gave it to the church at Corinth. He said, here's the Lord's Supper. Here's what you do. And you do it in remembrance of the Lord and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. So we're looking forward to a great day Sunday. And then one week from next Monday, 
we have the beginning of our fall revival with Brother Kenny Baldwin, and we're looking forward to that. It'll be a Monday night, Tuesday night, and uh, we're excited to hear Brother Baldwin. He's a great preacher. He's been here several times for our Teen Spectaculars. And uh, you talk about a great man of God, great preacher. We're looking forward to that. Well, let's pray today for our church, pray for our school, pray for uh, our, our missionaries, pray for all of our different ministries. And uh, let's continue to pray for our military and law enforcement and uh, pray for our leaders, pray for revival, pray God would do something great in our country. Here's a great song. I want you to hear this song. Uh, the day that you got saved, Jesus, he called you out. He called you out of the old world and he called you to himself. And I'm glad for that day that Jesus called me out. I want you to hear this song. And then after the song, we'll be in our Bible study in Proverbs 21 today. I'll never forget that wonderful day when Jesus saved my soul. I knelt down at an old fashioned altar. Oh, how the glory did roll. I went to him on bended knee and left there with a shout. I'll never forget that wonderful day when Jesus called me out. He called me out. He called me out and I answered saying, He spoke my name. He spoke my name and I answered, Lord. He filled my cup. He filled my cup with an everlasting water. I'll never forget that wonderful day when Jesus called me out. They tell me the moment I receive Christ, the angels marched around. With lifted wings they sang, love story, a sinner has been found. My name was written in the book and it shall never fade. I'll never forget that wonderful day, the day that I was saved. He called me out. He called me out and I answered, saying, He spoke my name. He spoke my name and I answered, he filled my cup with an everlasting water. I'll never forget that wonderful day when Jesus called me out. He called me out. He called me out and I answered, Savior. He spoke my name. He spoke my name and I answered, Lord. He filled my cup. He filled my cup with an everlasting water. I'll never forget that wonderful day. I'll never forget that wonderful day. I'll never forget that wonderful day when Jesus, He called me out, called me out. Jesus called me out. Amen. Don't ever forget that wonderful day when Jesus called you out. He called you out of sin. And he called you out of bondage. He called you out of the, the shame and the regret and the, the penalty of sin and gave you new life. And praise God for the day you got saved. I hope you never get over it. We were in the service last night. We were singing a song. I forget. I'll think of it here in a minute, which song we were singing. Uh, but we were talking about singing about getting saved. And I asked last night, I said, just tell me the year you got saved. And boy, it was a blessing. We had some folks last night saying they got saved in the 50s. We had some in the 60s and 70s and, of course, 80s, 90s and 2000s and all that. But uh, we had one, Miss uh, Gordon, uh, who was there. Well, she hadn't been able to be at church for quite some time just with her health. And she was there last night. And she said, I think, she said, I'm not 100%. 
But she said, I think it was about 1939 that she got saved. Praise the Lord. And uh, you know what's wonderful is that God is still in the saving business. Whosoever will, uh, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I thank the Lord for the day that I got saved. Uh, I was a boy. I was at home at uh, 229 Victory Street in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, my dad led me to the Lord. I was in my parents' bedroom, kneeling beside the bed, and I prayed and trusted Christ as my Savior uh, with my dad right there. Now, he led me uh, in, in the prayer, and I, I'd been uh, asking questions about it. I'd been talking about it, and then I went upstairs. We kind of had a, a kind of a split-level house. It was just a, a, a one, one part of the house, and then my parents added on. So there's a little bit. You go down a few stairs, and that was the, the two bedrooms. And then after that, they added on an upstairs uh, when we moved there, let's see here, um, I was about a year old, and so when they moved there, they only had one, and when we moved away from that house, uh, there were six of us, and so over uh, time, they made it, did a few additions, and there was a man in the church who would always, he'd do the building, and uh, I, don't, I don't know what the arrangements were, I don't know the financial part, but he always was very good to my folks and, uh, and, and enabled them to be able to do that. But um, anyway, that was when I got saved, and I thank the Lord that I got saved. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it on Monday or not, but um, uh, Brother Caleb and Miss Jen, their daughter Reagan, uh, got saved. And Sunday night, Brother Caleb uh, got to baptize Reagan, and that was precious to get to see that. But you know, God saves. God can save children. God can save teenagers. God can save adults. God can save senior citizens. God will save who, who, whoever. Whoever is willing to come to him in faith. And I thank the Lord for the day I got saved. Let's look at Proverbs 21. Now, this is an interesting verse in verse number 9. We've seen already in this chapter that the, the uh, king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And as the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. We've seen the principles of, of provision and plenty and uh, the diligent uh, tendeth to plenteousness. And uh, there's, there's a blessing promise for those that will work and those that will uh, uh, to, to do the very best that they can and not be lazy, not be a slothful person. And then we talked about the pure yesterday and how God wants his people to be pure. And then today, let's look at the word peace. It says in verse 9, it is better. Here's a comparison. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. You say, well, why in the world would a man go up to the top of the house? because the man cave had not been invented yet, right? And so the comparison is made here that it'd be better to go up on the roof. And in Bible times, the roofs were, the roofs were flat and many times they would go up there, it'd be a place they could get some fresh air or a place that they could uh, get up there to, you know, maybe if in, in the evening and the house was hot and get up there and get some, some cool air up there. But it'd be better to dwell in the corner of the house top, up on the roof, than to be in a big house, a wide house, a beautiful house with a brawling woman. Now that word brawling, you say, oh, that means fighting. And Well, yes and no, but the word brawling, it literally means the act of quarreling, literally arguing, uh, always debating. The word quarreling has the idea of contention or to have a dispute 
in angry words. Notice verse number 19. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. Now, ladies, hear me out on this, okay? I understand that it's possible for a man to be uh, quarrelsome. I understand it's possible for a man to be contentious. I understand, and ladies, you'll probably have a special crown in heaven for putting up with some of us. But I will say this. Here's what the Bible says. It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a white house. It's better to dwell in the wilderness than to be with a contentious and an angry woman. I read an article several years ago in uh, Fox News, uh, I was online, and the, the heading of the article grabbed my attention. It said, and I, and I quote, I wrote it down, man resided in the woods for 10 years. Here's why. Because his wife nagged him too much. I'm not making this up. This is not satire. This is not, you know, comedy. This was true. This guy said, my wife is nagging me so much, I'm going to go out and live in the woods. And I don't know if he set up a tent. I don't know if he had a shed. I don't know if he converted a, a room in the barn. I don't know what he did, but he said, I can't handle it. And for 10 years, he said, I'm not living inside that house. Well, I'll tell you what, um, that is not the way you want to live. That is not the way that God designed a marriage to be. The marriage should be a husband and a wife living together in harmony. Did you know that a marriage uh, is something that was designed by God? Uh, it, was, it goes back to the Garden of Eden. God saw for Adam. He said it is not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve not to nag him, not to irritate him, not to criticize him, but to help him. And the two become one. The wife is the completer of the husband. I thank the Lord for my wife. I, I tell you this, and I tell her this often, but I couldn't do it without her. I couldn't make it without her. But can I tell you this? My wife, she could make my life very miserable. And wives, you could make your husband's life very miserable if you choose to. And the flip side is true. Fellas, you can make your wife and her life miserable if you choose to. But if you focus on yourself and your own needs, you will make the other person miserable. But, but a marriage is about what you can do to give of yourself to meet the needs of your spouse. The Bible says this, we're talking about peace. There ought to be peace in the home. There ought to be peace in a marriage. Uh, there ought to be peace between uh, uh, family members and, and church members and co-workers. Uh, don't irritate everybody. Uh, don't be so critical. Don't always be uh, the one pointing out the flaws in everybody else. Uh, keep your own backyard clean. I promise you, you'll stay busy just trying to keep your own life figured out rather than trying to correct everybody else. The Bible says this, that, that a great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. If we'll get a love for the Word of God and we'll just get into and devour the Word of God on a daily basis, I promise you we're going to have great peace. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, that is God, because he trusteth in thee. You know how you're going to have perfect peace? You're not going to have perfect peace by uh, dwelling on and focusing on everybody else. 
Uh, if I'm over here thinking, well, I wonder what Brother Caleb's thinking about me. I wonder what he's saying about me. Oh, I wonder what my, I wonder what my neighbor's saying about me. I wonder what my, my family member's saying. No, no, you're missing it. When your mind is stayed or your mind is focused on people, you're not going to have peace. But you, if you'll get your mind focused on the Lord, I promise you this, you will have great peace. Be a peaceful person. Don't always be stirring stuff up. Don't always be dramatic. Don't always be overreacting. And uh, everything is knee-jerk reaction. Everything is just, we fly off the handle. Uh, I told the church last night, sometimes we just need to take some chill pills and just relax. And then the Bible says in Matthew 5, in the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers. You know, if there's a problem, I hope you'll do your best to try to make peace rather than try to make it worse, rather than trying to irritate somebody or frustrate somebody. Hey, uh, seek peace, the Bible says. He that will love life, I just thought of this verse, 1 Peter 3, he that will love life and seek good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Let's have a desire to seek peace. The Bible tells us that you're better to live up on the roof, or you're better to live out in the wilderness and to live in a house with somebody who is contentious, somebody that is brawling, somebody that is always fighting, somebody that is always arguing. And so let's seek to make the home a peaceful place. Let's make the job a peaceful place. Let's make the church a peaceful place. You say, well, you don't know my coworker. You don't know my husband or wife. Well, no, but I know that if you and I will work towards making peace. I know that that'll go a long way to helping the spirit of our home and the spirit of our church and the spirit of the workplace. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And uh, let's seek to live a life that is pleasing to God, a life of peace. The Holy Spirit gives us the fruit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. And let's live that way today. God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.